Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So I don't know what's worse. If you're a Buccaneers fan, or for that matter, a coach or a player, is it the fact that you can't pick up one yard when you need it on third and one or fourth and one? Or is it the fact that you'd allowed a team that is as injured as as the one that they played in Pittsburgh, the Steelers, with a rookie quarterback to pick up not one, not two, but three or four third and longs and sustain drives and run out the clock on you. I'm telling you, Steve, this was as complete of a team loss as you will ever see. We'll even throw in the special teams, even though Ryan Suckup made four field goals, including tying a uh, career-long 55-yarder. But on top of everything else, they did give up a big, you know, long kickoff return to start the second half. This is a team in crisis mode. You know how they always say, well, it's too early to panic? Start panicking. (laughs) Start panicking. The vibe on this team is not good. It's not. Um, Tom Brady is I, I don't know what I don't know what Tom Brady is. He's not Tom Brady, okay? And, and whether that's because he doesn't trust the offensive line, which isn't very good, or you know, he he has an aversion to throwing the ball down the field or in particular to Mike Evans. But something's going on there where he's not playing his best ball and certainly the Bucks now three and three. They've lost three of their last four, and they can't score any points. This has been the common denominator really throughout the entire year. And their defense does some really dumb things. We're going to get into this game. They lose twenty to eighteen. Let's start here, Steve. How about a Pittsburgh Steelers team that had lost four in a row? Okay, which is a lot of games in a row for the NFL. Not many teams go on those kinds of streaks, right? Switch to a rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett. Bench Mitch Trubisky. Pickett goes out there against Buffalo, and they get absolutely stomped. They get stomped. And then, from the Buffalo game until Sunday, they lose their entire secondary. They're all hurt. All of them. Okay? And they're going to go out there against a Tampa Bay team that is desperate for a win to try to build on last week's win with a one-game lead in the NFC South at a portion of their schedule where they should make some hay and start a run. And they go out there, and Trubisky has to, or I'm sorry, Pickett has to leave the game because of concussion. They bring in Mitch Trubisky, and he beats you. This is, this is now a real difficult time for this football team and for their quarterback. And I don't, we're going to break this down. I don't know what to make of any of it, but I'm going to give you some of my theories. 
This was a this is as bad a loss as Tom Brady has had since he came here three years ago. Worse than the Chicago loss when he forgot the number of downs it was. Uh, worse than the New Orleans, you know, blowouts at home because mm-hmm. at least New Orleans is a good football team, mm-hmm. and New Orleans has had their number. Worst loss with everything at stake, considering who they played at this time that they that he has had with as a Buccaneer and probably in a number of years with either team. Yeah, I mean, I would. I'm trying to think of one that would have been worse. I, I mean, I, the stakes were bigger, of course, so it magnifies it. But the Rams game last year in the playoffs to play as poorly right, as they but, did but, offensively. Well, he for, came for, back. For, Remember, but they he came, came back. Yeah, no, but I mean, f- the first part of that game, they came back. Oh, no, it was bad. Yeah, yeah they came back, bad. and then the defense couldn't stop anything on that last drive. Kind of right. what happened in Pittsburgh, and the defense actually played pretty well on, well, on Sunday overall. I mean, they, they gave a touchdown the first drive. Yeah, and that and that was sustained, by the way, because mm-hmm. Devin White decides on third down after mm-hmm. they're off the field to run into the quarterback and draw a roughing the passer penalty. Yep, stupid. Yes, stupid play. But they didn't give up much the rest of the the game until the final drive. I mean, the one oh, they the, only gave the, up twenty points. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, you but, look, you go through the season and you see how many points they gave up, whether they won or they lost. Mm-hmm. In five of their six games, the team has not scored more than twenty. Yep. Or twenty one. So, I mean, you know, as a defense, you go, okay, it's you know, this is a National Football League team score more than twenty points. Not against the Bucks, they don't. So, if we're just looking at pure point totals, yes, they played well. They they kept, I guess you would say that they kept Pittsburgh off the board enough to win the game, mm-hmm. and probably should have won the game. And for that matter, if not for a missed two point conversion, you know, it's a tie game and. And we see what happens, but they. But even after that, even after they score the touchdown and they don't get the two pointer, they're still four thirty eight and three timeouts. Mm-hmm. And you just need a field goal. You need a field goal to win the game. Tom Brady's going to get you a field goal. Ryan Suckup had kicked four of them, including a career long fifty five yards. You couldn't get the ball back. The defense mm-hmm. couldn't get off the field. They did st- stuff like twelve men on the field. Vita Vea, his three hundred and fifty something pound body. You know, waddling to the sideline. Everyone can see that they're not going to get him off the field. Levante David is trying to call timeout. And while he's doing that, they snap the ball. And the tight end, his guy, runs behind him. And they hit the guy for like a 40-yard game. I'm telling you, why aren't the coaches calling timeout? Why isn't Todd Bowles or somebody running up there to the official and getting him on the sideline, the side judge? You know? These are all questions I, I'm not really sure about. But if there was a mistake to be made, they, they made it. Um, it. It was not a clean game, to say the least. And there are some very, very frustrated people. That locker room after the game was as sullen as I've been in one in a long time. A long time. I mean going back to Jameis Winston years, boys and girls. Was not good. That did not have the feel of a championship team. That did not have the feel of a confident football team. That had the feel of a team that has no idea how to fix this on either side of the ball. None. Well, and, and I, I can't disagree with much of that. I mean, the, I still think the defense played well, but much like that Rams game, couldn't get a stop when you needed it. Right, right. You know, I, I mean, 
they gave up 20 points. Seven That's on the, seven on the last games. drive. Right. You gave up seven on the first, and then they made the adjustments and shut them down. I mean, three of those points were off a, a long kickoff return. Mm-hmm. Can't put that on the defense. Nope. They held, you to a, they held them to a field goal there, which is what the defense is supposed to do yeah. in that no, position. No, they quick change. They did a good job. You know, I mean, they played well. I mean, Devin White's penalty in the first drive definitely prolonged it. You shouldn't have given up points there. That's a, that's a, that's a selfish play. There, yeah, was, there was no much. need to shove him. No. None at that Dumb point. play. Yeah. That's a dumb play. Mm-hmm. But the offense looks awful. I don't, I don't mean just bad. I mean, they look awful at times. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. the offensive line is helping nobody. Well, and there's your problem. I mean, really, it, it, it does, you know, football sort of starts up front. We know that no matter what the, what level you're talking about. And if you saw Brady on the sideline about as hot as you can see him, yell, light into his offensive line, I did, like, the sound is kind of muffled, um, but I did... I can read lips, and I could hear a little bit. And he he basically told them that they're so much better than they're blanking playing right now. Are they? I don't know. <laughs> I think he's lying. Hey, here, here's here's my question. Tell him the truth. Here's my question. Tell the truth. I'm going to take you back about two months. Yeah. And and let's go through the off season. Ali Marpet retires. Not good. Alex Kappa signs with the Bengals. Not the anticipated though. Yeah. You traded for Shaq Mason. I'm not impressed. You've got some young way. guys like like uh, Hainsey and that. You draft Luke Gedeke. You come to training camp, and Ryan Jensen gets hurt and is out for pretty much the season. Maybe he makes it back late. Devastating. Absolutely. But the Bucks chose to not do anything about that. Whether they tried and couldn't, well, that's true. Couldn't there come to the like I mean, There were centers the available. You you kept retelling us over and over that the Bucks like their offensive line better than we do. Do they? Well, that's just because everybody hated it, and and that's well, maybe not saying. No, much. my question is: Do they still think like their offensive line better than the fans do? At this is point? that your question? Yeah, that's my my question is 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 the Bucks kept telling everybody? Yeah, their offensive line's better than people think it is. Yeah, it's not. Well. I, it's it's not that much better than what people thought it was, and in fact, I think it's worse than they thought it was. Having said that, it, it's you know, they will never admit it because it's like saying, "Do sure. you like your children?" You know, you picked them; they're yours, so you have to like them. And you know, the bottom line is, Ali Marpet is not going to gain fifty five pounds and come back and play today, no, or tomorrow, anytime mm-hmm. soon. You know, Ryan Jensen, from what I understand, is not going to play anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So this is what this is who you picked. This is what you got. But two things are clear, and they both can be true. One, this offensive line is responsible for most of the problems right now with their offense. And and two, um, they don't know how to fix it, or they're not willing to. Like they're playing their what they think is their best five guys. I mean, they really are. If they didn't think Luke Gedeke was was one of their five guys they believe me they play somebody else now maybe mm-hmm. maybe they will you know i'm not putting this game all on him maybe brandon walton who had a penalty maybe he comes in and plays guard i don't know but the guys that have to answer to this really there's a bunch of them but start with byron leftwich 
whose team has gone from 30 points a game down down to 20 or below. Um, throw in the offensive line coach because when your group's not playing well, it's on you. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, and this is a big one, put the head coach at the top of the list. Now, I like Todd Bowles, and I think he can coach. Is there evidence of that from his time in New York? Well, he had one winning season in four. The Jets, who aren't having trouble winning now because they have a quarterback, didn't really have one for him. Okay? But all I know is that, and maybe Bruce maybe Bruce knew something, but all I knew is when Bruce Arians retired <clears throat> and decided to take a front office job, he said that he was leaving Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, and a Super Bowl contender. Are they really? And if they are, what's happened? What has Todd Bowles done to the Super Bowl contender? Now, we, we just went over the injuries, right? He had, some things happened. Jensen happened. Marpet happened. Um, you know, there's been some the hurricane happened. There's been some stuff. There is every year. There's stuff every year. That's part of being a head coach. There was COVID the year they won the Super Bowl. You don't think Bruce Arians was a little stressed about that? You don't think that took a little adapting to with all the testing and all the, you know, lack of training camp and, and, you know, no preseason games, all that. So every year has its challenges, right? But if this is the team you thought you were leaving Todd Bowles as a favor, one of two things, because they can't both be true. The team's not as good as the one you thought you were leaving, or he's not getting it done. And I don't, you know, all I know is he calls the defense, which, as as you noted, has done a good job on the scoreboard. But playing, you know, football's situational in the NFL. It's all about big downs. You know, what do you do on third and 15, third and 17? Well, what the Bucks did was very little. I was surprised they didn't attack. They didn't blitz in those situations very much. And even more surprised that they couldn't get the ball back to Tom Brady. Um. This was this was a total failure. This and look, they've lost three out of four now. Three out of four, and and you know, good for them. They go to Carolina, but Christian McCaffrey, who's on the trading block, is going to try to run all over them. And I think Carolina's a mess. They fired their head coach, all of that. But it's not one win's not going to get them on track. Here's the thing, and, and Brady said it: they've not played a good game yet. You know, they beat Dallas, and, you know, they didn't get the ball in the end zone. They had some splash plays with Julio Jones. Whatnot. They've won some games. They just they haven't really played well. They haven't played close to four quarters yet on either side of the ball. And, and the defensive players, they don't have an excuse. Like, you could say all you want about the offense. We just, we just noted that on any given down, you could have a new center, two new guards, a new tight end, you know, and sometimes a new running back. Well, hell, that's half the offense, mm-hmm. right? But you can't say that on defense. You can't. They, you know, Akeem Spence is hurt. Logan Ryan's hurt. Those guys were, were free agents. Everybody else that's out there, they've been together, man. They played together. Their corners aren't hurt. They missed Mike Edwards on Sunday. That's okay. They had Ken O'Neill. They had Antoine Winfield Jr. who made a bunch of splash plays. There's no excuse on that side of the ball. 
and and they're the ones letting them down too. And again, we'll go to the scoreboard and we'll say, well, we, you know, you're not supposed to win when you hold a team under 20. Yeah, you really are. And so I get I get that part. But on the big downs, what was it that beat them on the Rams? The big downs. Mm-hmm. They give it up. They give it up all the time. And and the surprising thing, and I have to go back and look. I don't think I don't think Bowles really brought that much pressure on those big downs. I think he played coverage and got beat with it. You know? And he's the aggressive guy. He's the I don't lose the rookie court. He told me when I see a rookie quarterback, I'm going to bring the house on him all the time. He looks at the rush. I've got him. He's dead. But at the end of the game, it wasn't a rookie quarterback. It was Trubisky in there. It was Trubisky. And he That's played right. coverage. Yep. And he played coverage. And it, that didn't make sense either. You don't want him to scramble around? Okay, I get that. But, like, you know, it, whatever they did, Pittsburgh had the answers to. And Mike Tomlin, for all the talk up here in Pittsburgh, and believe me, there's plenty about, oh, I'm tired of Tomlin, like, When's this guy going to leave? You know, he's got too much power. The job he did preparing his team to play this game, I mean, from a psychological standpoint, schematically, sure. But, you know, everything they did, I mean, it was masterful. He had those guys ready after one of the biggest beatdowns ever in Steeler history, and they had lost four in a row, and they came out here and played that game against a Bucks team that needs to win, that was in first place in the NFC South. They're now tied with Atlanta. They do have the game in hand because they beat the Falcons at 3-3. Three and three. The NFC, the other teams, the Giants, Minnesota Vikings, those teams are starting to pull away now. You know? And the Rams and the Bucks both lost again. So even though I think the Bucks still have the best team in the division, they got to show it. they got to prove it. Now they, they beat New Orleans. We'll see what they do. You know, they beat in Atlanta. We'll see what they do with Carolina. And they got to play them all twice. But I this is this is not good, man. <laughs> this this season is is already at three and three, sort of teetering on the brink here. You know, and they gotta fix it. And I don't I don't know how you fix it. Got some ideas, but I'm not sure my ideas are going to matter, and and I'm not sure exactly what Todd Bowles is thinking. We'll get into all of that. We've got college football to talk about as well. But first, want to remind you guys, May Electric Solar is going to help you save your electric bill. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years now. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hutchins showroom, May Electric displays all its products. They conduct on-site testing, and you'll see exactly what they install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, which is important, right? They, You know exactly who's doing the job. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances and the quality of your life. May Electric, 727-819-2862. So let's talk about the goat in the room. Ed, listen, I've done this a while, and, you know, teams have Saturday morning walkthroughs in the NFL during the season, and they meet. They have meetings. So it's a work day, even if you're at home, so to speak, because, as you know, most teams put their players up in a hotel even when the game's at, at Tampa or whatever. 
So the reason they do it as much as anything, and they schedule these for pretty early in the morning usually, is so that guys have a deterrent not to go out all night Friday night. You know, you got a bunch of young dudes, 22, 23, 24 and up. Not all of them have families. And if they don't have a reason to get up in the morning, I mean early, and not stay out late, they give them one. Is that you got to walk through and you got meetings. So it obviously is part of their preparation for the week. Now, the heavy lifting days in terms of install and situational football and all that, those are Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, you do some red zone stuff. You do some two-minute stuff. But it's a quick practice. It's probably about an hour. And then Saturday, walk through and then film. And then then when you go to the hotel, either at home or on the road, Saturday night, you have meetings as well. So, lo and behold, I checked the... Twitter sphere on, because it was sometime Friday night, Saturday morning, and Patriots owner Bob Kraft has gotten married again. Married a doctor. Good for him. And he's had a wedding. A fairly large one. A really star-studded one. One that included Tom Brady. And so this was Friday, going Friday into the evening. The rest, there's a lot of NFL players there too, by the way, but they were all retired. And frankly, Tom had been too, but now he's back. So maybe he, he RSVP'd during that forty-day, I guess, window. He I, was yeah. retired. He must have said, "I'm free. Keep the date. Save the date." Right. So he did. <laughs> and uh, so he showed up, and he took a picture, and there's all these guys, all these other players there. You know, Randy Moss, and you know, guys that are that are done, uh, but not Tom. So check with the Bucks. Now, now, Tom had practiced Wednesday and Thursday. Check with the Bucks. No, you know, he wasn't in the walkthrough. He's in New York City where the wedding was. He's going to join his teammates in Pittsburgh. And they had meetings, you know, Saturday night in Pittsburgh. Big deal or no deal? I don't think it's a big deal from a performance standpoint. And I don't know how to quantify that, by the way. Um, perception, though, when you go out and lay the egg they just did against this Pittsburgh Steelers team and now... What people are talking about is, oh, couldn't be bothered to make it to the walkthrough or go to the meetings on Saturday. Had to go to a wedding for Robert Kraft. You're just giving them an excuse, you know. And it, and it's not one because I again I don't think it matters the way he played, but it looks awful, you know. It looks bad, and and if it looks bad to the fans, does, does any of those teammates looking cross-eyed at Brady too, or are they just like, eh, dude's different. He's a goat. He you know do whatever he wants to. But this is a guy who forged his career not wanting to be set aside, not wanting to be treated any different than his teammates. And now he is most definitely not his teammates. Uh, from the outside, there's, a, there's, there's the optics and the perception problem. That's all it is. I, don't, it is. I don't think, and, and you, may have, you would know better than I, I don't think Tom Brady doing that causes a problem in that locker room. And I don't think not. I don't think Tom Brady missing the Saturday meetings is why they lost that game. Nope. I don't think so either. You know. But it's still something that you know and I know and Todd Bowles was asked about it. I think it's a fair question. I agree with Todd's answer that it didn't really have anything to do with anything. But perception's reality sometimes. 
you know. And I don't know. We're talking about it. Do you think the teams, teams, players might be talking about it? Corners of the airplane? I don't know. I just know at, at the end of the day, I think when it comes to Tom and the team, a lot of the guys are with this team because of Tom. Mm-hmm. They won a Super Bowl because of Tom. Yep. And the prospects for this season were pretty bleak if Tom stayed retired. Right. At that position, which is the most important in football. Right. So I don't, I don't know if players on the team are going to have an issue with it. They probably won't. They probably won't. Is it a distraction but, that they'll get asked questions about it? Yeah, a little, somewhat, but... Yeah. I, I think it'll be made more of a big deal externally media fans than... Nationally it will be. Nationally, the, of course. All the talk shows. Yeah, yeah, of course, but... Does that affect... Did that affect the outcome of the game? Is it going to affect their preparation for Carolina? I don't think so. Well, and, and listen, they didn't fail on third and one because Tom was in New York. <laughs> you know, he wasn't blocking people. He tried to sneak it one time and couldn't do it. Couldn't get in. But as Todd Bowles said, we couldn't get a yard. This is the second or third week I've heard him say that. So what are the changes now? So what are you going to do? You're a defensive coach. You say you're spending some time on the offensive side. You totally trust Byron Leftwich, but why? Because he put up 30 points a year the first two years with Brady, and now he's down to 20? What's different? Is your personnel that bad? Is it that much worse on the offensive line? Because they do have a lot of new pieces. Like, how are they going to fix this? Well, I, you know? I think there's two ways. Either you change personnel, which... There's not many guys out there to I change mean, with. at this time of year... What are you going to do? Right. They're not coming off the street. Potentially a trade, but. Well, I mean, like we talked about this in the, um, before the pot. Like, do you trade for Christian McCaffrey? Does that help you become a better run team on third and one? No. Not Well, not, not with the current offensive line. Unless right. the second option to fix this is change the plays you run. You could do that. Or you could change, ready for this, the play caller. Well, that, that that's all. Yeah. You either change the plays or the play calling. I mean, don't let Tom Brady quit trying to send guys down the field 30 yards because he doesn't have time to throw it. Well, he's not even trying. Well, but, I mean, but he doesn't have the time either. But, yeah, no, he's not trying. I mean, he gets a pressure up the middle. He's going to throw the ball. Look, I don't know what's going on between him and Chris. Like, Chris Godwin hadn't played a lot of football, right, because he's been mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. But he played. he's played three complete games now. I don't know what was going on with him in the first half, but they were one of six. One of six. Six targets, one catch. He finished He finished with six catches, I think, for like 90-something yards, but on 12 targets. When was the last time that's happened? And Mike Evans, four catches, you know, all four attempts, and just kind of took him out of the offense. So we're not throwing a mic today. I don't care what the coverage is. That's a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know, but CG and, and Tom just weren't weren't connecting, man. And you know the other thing I wonder about, and I don't. This is just pure speculation, folks. So don't start calling your doctor now. I wonder how bad his shoulder is. I mean, in as much as like he may not look like it's hurting him, right? Because the throws we see look okay; they mm-hmm. look strong enough. But what about the ones he's? What about the shots he's not taking? Mm-hmm. You know, 
I remember when Jameis Winston, one year, he hurt his shoulder, his AC joint, and he didn't miss a game. He was going to play the next week come hell or high water. Um, and they, they didn't practice him very much, if at all. And it wasn't the fact that he couldn't throw the football, because he played and they lost. It was the throws he turned down. The receivers that were down the field open that he knew he just couldn't get the ball there on time. Well, we saw it with New Orleans for years with Drew Brees. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's why he got out of the game. I you, mean, could that's let why the Bucks... you could let receivers run down the field. You knew he wasn't going to throw it. Right. He didn't have enough arm, and, and, and that's why the Bucks wound up winning that game that year and going on to the Super Bowl in Drew Brees' last, last game. He was done. His shoulder was done. But you wonder if, if Brady is a little more hurt than anybody knows. You know, we've heard labor and we've heard different things, but he's turning down throws down the field. Well, he wasn't on the injury report this week. No, he was not. He was not. And yet he missed Friday, or I'm sorry, Saturday. But there's no injury report on Saturday. But yeah, well, no, Saturday arm, he missed because pres- he was at a wedding. Presumably his arm and his thumb are okay, but what does that mean? Is it really okay? Because I'm not seeing him take any shots, even when he has protection. So I don't know, man. It's. It's getting dark and gloomy early. All I can say is they're probably fortunate they're playing Carolina. Although that, you know, that can change with an interim head coach and all that. But well, and they're fortunate they're in the NFC South where at 3 and 3, they're tied for first. They're tied for first with a game at hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think they could run the table in the South. And that would give you the division and that means you're a playoff team with maybe one home game, maybe. Well, you know, you get if you win the division, you get a home game. Yeah, you get one, yeah. So that's the best they can hope for, maybe. Because, I mean, I, the NFC East is kind of crazy. Like, Giants keep winning. As we do this podcast, Dallas and, and uh, the Cowboys are going back and forth with the Eagles up. I'm I'm not convinced the Eagles are a very good team. I don't think the NFC is very good. I think Buffalo is a Super Bowl team. <laughs> My gosh. Them in Kansas City are terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but you, saw Aaron around, Rod- you saw the Jets go into Green Bay and the win today. Jets went into Green Bay. The Green Bay's not very good. By the way, I, I, saw, I saw this. I think CBS Sports had this on, on one of the social media platforms. It's the first time ever that Rodgers and Brady were both favored by seven or more points, and they both lost. On the same day, yeah. How about that? How about that? There were some weird wins. How about Atlanta beating San Francisco? Mm-hmm. One of the hotter teams and, and kind of the it team in the NFC out west. That was impressive. Yeah, that's another division that every team's three and three or worse. I know. In the NFC West. But just just imagine, though, if Atlanta hadn't gotten the roughing the passer calls and goes down and, and, and scores, <laughs> they're winning this division. It's pretty interesting. It's a game of inches, man. But the South, the the only the only saving grace the Bucks have is that this is not a great year in the NFC South. And they really should be favored in the rest of their games. If they win that, like you said, they get a division. But there's there's some there's some issues on this team. And we're going to find out, like, after the game, they were saying, you know, look in the mirror and, you know, don't point fingers. And, you know, that's what, that's what losers talk about. So who is Todd Bowles saying is reading the press clippings too much? I don't know. Because then he said, I'm not saying they are, but then why'd you bring it up? 
Because if you read what he said, it does, it is him saying that they are. He's sending a message to someone or a group of someone on this team. Yeah. Because you don't say that without no. meaning to. Living off the Super Bowl. I mean, how do you know who that would be? Is he talking about the rest of the offensive linemen? Well, is it Devin White? Maybe. Maybe. Although, you know, Devin, I mean, that was a bad play he had on the roughing yeah. the passer, and he made some tackles, but I don't remember any. Well, but I'm I'm just saying as a whole, he he plays well, but then he makes some of those plays where know. you know as a rookie, okay, as a second, but you know you're now you're established in this league. I don't know. Right. I, I'm speculating. I, I'm you know I was trying to think of you know who you're talking about. I mean, there's only two yeah. offensive linemen playing that were on that team or that were playing any. I regular think it time. might have been. I think it might have been sort of a hypothetical. I think in a way he clumsily was talking about how. You know, well, we were in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, so we're pretty good. Yeah. And we're yeah. going to show up and beat this not-so-good Pittsburgh team. And you're in a you weak know, division. you got Tom Brady. You yeah, won the everything's going to be okay. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah, everything's fine. The, you know, the house is on fire. The freaking fire trucks are on their way. But we're good, you know. I can still breathe. It's just the, you know, and you know what's disappointing is that Bowles supposedly was all about details, right? And this team is not one that's very detailed, not in their communication, not in their coverage. Um, you just, I mean, you got to put it on the coach. You have to. He's calling the defense. And the offense isn't doing much better. So it's like, you know, it's a total team thing, and, 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 and it falls on his shoulders, and only one person is going to fix it. But, man, what a worst loss in the Brady era in Tampa, in my opinion. And that's saying something. I mean, like you mentioned, yeah. the two New Orleans blowouts. Yeah. Chicago 20-19. to mm-hmm. Yeah. We forgot the downs. Tom Brady forgot what down it was. That was, that was bad. It was really bad. Oh, healing vibes. A little update on Cameron Brady. I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys saw that uh, it was a scary, scary moment. Um, cut a ball over the middle. Went down, didn't get back up. And, of course, with his history, he's just coming off concussion protocol. We didn't get to talk to him last week because he was in it, at least until Friday. And so he comes off of it, and he had a catch and got hit pretty good and then went to the ground, and I thought he was going to pop back up, but then he couldn't get up. So you're like, "Uh uh-oh, did this guy just aggravate a concussion, right? Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you thought, Tua. You thought Tua again. I thought of Tua. I thought, oh, man, you know, he's – should have never been playing. Get a second concussion after the first one. It's worse. But then after just a couple minutes on the turf when he's moving around, couldn't get up, then all of a sudden there was this rush to the paramedics. It was like, okay, everybody, get out of here now. And I don't know, like, it turns out it was a neck injury, but I don't know what symptom he might have expressed that would have caused that sort of, you know, of attention. I, I mean, I would guess it's, Either you're saying you can't feel something, or maybe or tingling just, yeah, sensation like in your tingling, extremities. Or yeah, something. that's I mean, what I was thinking. Like something, something nerve wise. They knew it was his neck, and then it was like, okay, get out here now. You yeah. know, like we got to get yeah. these, we got to get this guy out here now. The good news is, as a as a follow up, he did go to a hospital here in Pittsburgh, and he was cleared. He got evaluated, and he was able to fly home with the team. Now, if I'm if I'm Cam Brate or somebody that loves Cam Brate. Man, I'm telling him, why? Why are you doing it? And then, 
you know, you think about that, and, you, and then you think about Gronkowski, who, by the way, has now got a job with Fox. <laughs> so if he comes back, he's going to have to quit that contract. I wonder what it says with respect to him playing again. So next year, is it going to be a three-man booth? You Kevin Burkhart, Brady, it, right? and Gronk? Why not? Why not Tommy and Gronky? Yeah. Worked here in Tampa. Or, or Tommy maybe, maybe, Gronky maybe right Tom's again. not going to be the color analyst. Maybe it's going to be a uh, Manning-esque show with maybe the he, Tommy maybe and Gronky he, show. Maybe he becomes the Pat Summerall of the booth, you know, where Pat, former player, yeah. wound up being a play-by-play man. He's at the 20. He's at the 30. The 40. Pat Summerall never said much. He didn't have to because he had John Madden saying everything. Boom! He's a guy right here. Boom! And then Pat would go, that's right, John. Here's Emmett Smith. He's at the 20. Touchdown, Dallas. You know, that was just, and he had brilliance. Like, everybody's like, oh, my God, Pat Summerall's the best play-by-play guy ever. <laughs> and John would just, hey, that's like you got mud on the jersey. You got grass stand, boom. And he catches the ball, and he turns and watches the spin. And he's like, hey, up the field, boom. And you're like, that's right, John. Back to live action. Montana to Clark. Touchdown, 49ers. You know, that was his thing. That was it. Simple. Simple. I don't know how we got off topic. But we'll see what uh, what Todd Bowles has in store today. I He said something after the game about how some guys, and then he backed out of it a little bit, but he's like, you know, you can't you can't be living off the Super Bowl anymore. You know, like if guys are getting, we're just getting patted on the back too much. And, you know, you got to work hard. And I'm not saying we're not working hard. I'm not saying, but you are saying it. Like, what'd you bring it up? <laughs> no, I, he, look, he's either calling out someone or he's saying, quit reading the press clippings. You got Tom Brady. We're not, that, we're not that good. Right. Right. Like, we're not that good. We were supposed to be good just because of who we are, but we're not that good. You know, I don't know. He's got somebody in mind. I don't know who he's talking about. Or, you know, quit saying, and, and we had this conversation to start the podcast. Well, the defense played well, but, you know, except for that one drive. Well, I know he's mad at his defense. Sure. You know, Tony Dungy would get mad at his defense if they give up more than 16 or 17 points. He thought they should win every game three to nothing. If a guy kicked five field goals or four field goals like Ryan Suckup did today, Tony would think you should win 12. 12 points is more than enough. <laughs> You know, that was just his mentality and part of the reason why he didn't stay here very long. Um, But, you know, that's, I mean, when the defense fails, that's Todd Bowles' defense now. He's calling it. Like, there's no one else to blame. But when I, if I hear him say one more time, we can't get a yard when we have to, ooh, man. Like, you better figure that out, right? Like, you better figure out how to get second and one. Well, and you, and, you and I, before we started recording tonight, we were watching the Cowboys and Eagles game. Yeah. And those offensive lines move people. Oh, yeah. Move them backwards. When do you see the Bucks offensive line do that? Never. Never. And did you see Brady go nuts over there at them? Mm-hmm. On the sidelines? There was a little bit of audio. I could just hear a little bit. And he goes, you guys are so much blanking better than what you're playing right now. But are they? He, but but that goes back to the original question. So... Listen, I don't think they're very good. I don't think they're going to get much better. And I think this Tampa Bay team, because of it, 
this will age well. Ready for this? I don't think they're going to go very far at all. They may win the South, but don't guarantee it. Don't guarantee that they win the South. This thing is teetering on <laughs> disaster. And I'm not I'm not one to just run around and, you know, you know, the sky I'm not the sky is falling guy. I'm really not. I mean, we're you know, we're 6 weeks into it. We're getting to week 7 here out of 20. Uh, certainly 17 in the regular season. But that locker room has no idea what's going on. They got no answers, man. They they don't even know who to point the finger at. They'll point it, the finger if you press them, they'll point it at themselves. But seriously, they don't know how they lost to that team. No one else does either. You know, part of it was like, well, you tip your cap to them, or they made the play. Mm-mm, no, can't lose that one. Can't, can't do it. Can't do it. League's too tough. You got to take the layups when you get them, man. You got a team like that that's down. And credit to Mike Tomlin, who's still one of the best coaches that ever lived. Um, he got those guys ready to play. And you knew they would bounce back. One of the worst things that happened was, you know, having Pittsburgh get destroyed the week before. And you knew they'd come in and they'd have a plan. And they stuck to it. And they were great. They really were. So you credit the Steelers. But, man, this football team, Tom Brady, everything going the way it's going right now. So we wish uh, we wish Cam Brate well. He made it back with the team, as we mentioned. We'll see. We'll update that today. There'll be some other injuries, I'm sure. We'll find out about some of the guys who couldn't go, like Mike Edwards and others. Tom uh, Todd Bowles will speak at 1230 later today, I believe, and we'll get updates on all of that. So By the way, bad weekend for Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh. How so? Lightning got blown out Saturday night. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know, I got to town, and there's no hotels. And I'm staying way out by the airport at a Hampton Inn. Not exactly my level of comfort. Not that I spend a ton of money because I don't want to, but everything's really expensive. Downtown, the hotels are going for like 500 some $700. And so it was, and what I found out, it's just a big sports weekend. A bus pulled up before when I, when I got my Uber to the hotel from the airport. There was a bus pulled up, and about 100 it looked like, uh, Penguin fans all got off the bus. And this is one of those cities where everybody wears a jersey. Like, there's certain cities mm-hmm. that do that. This is one of them. Well, and they're all the same color in that city. All the teams they're are black all and yellow, black. too. So. But, like, literally everybody that got off the bus had a jersey on. <laughs> Not just a shirt, but, like, a jersey with names and stuff. And they do that in football, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool that way. And of course, everything's gold and black. But, so there's... And there's wed- and then there's the weddings. It's wedding season. Wedding season. I yeah. love wedding season, man. No, I mean, Robert Kraft had his wedding this weekend, so is everybody else. There you go. See? That's what Tommy did. He crashed the wedding. He's a wedding crasher. Yeah. Yeah. You old sailor, you. He's a wedding crasher. So. See, I, t- I told my wife before, long before we got married, before we got engaged, whenever, you know, that stuff would come up. I'm say- I told her. You can have eight months of the year to get married. You can pick them. There's four months you're not going to. September, October, November, and March. Yep. Yep. That's right. And she laughed or whatever else. Well, college football has always been my favorite sport. Mm -hmm. That's September, October, November. Yep. And then March, you got March Madness. March Madness, B. So I said you could pick any other time. 
And she laughed, well, look, but that's it, that was the rule. And 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 I've had friends say, well, you know, well, you know, you just get married on a bye week. I'm like, yeah, but the anniversary doesn't guarantee there's a bye week. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Every year I'm going to be there's going to be a game. Yeah. Well, and, and then they went, oh, you're right. You know how much my brother-in-law loved me. He had his wedding in the fall on a Sunday. <laughs> Not even on the weekend, like a Sunday. Uh, so my parents, and this is obviously before I'm born, but my parents weren't huge sports fans. Right. They got married on the Ohio State-Michigan Saturday. <laughs> oh, yeah, they weren't fans at all. Yeah, well, and, and everybody <laughs> was in the at the bar watching the <laughs> game during the reception and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it wasn't until a couple years later, uh, right after I was born, we moved to Ann Arbor, which is where I became a Michigan fan. But And my dad covered the team, and so we became fans, and, and my right. parents are huge Michigan fans now. But And then they realized what they did. Because done. of that, but yes, and... You know, so but it was they got married and, and nobody was happy about it apparently. Well, you find out who your friends are if they come. <laughs> That's the good news. Then yeah, you find out how mad the they family are. was. Pretty un- unhappy, but you have to come if you're family. Yeah, you don't have a choice. That's the problem. <laughs> but there's nothing worse than a fall wedding that way. But there's a lot of weddings up here. There really is. Yeah. Well, because you can't get married in the winter up there. I mean, it's just too cold. No, that's the thing. And the weather's beautiful right now. Like right now, it's autumn. It's great. You can do anything you want. Leaves are turning. It's pretty up here. It really is. Right up until the point where, where I had to go in the locker room. <laughs> then it wasn't so pretty. That was brutal. That that reminded me of a lot of years <laughs> I've been doing this. Except the expectations aren't what they are now. That's the thing. The stakes are so high, right? They couldn't be higher. Tom Brady's in his last year, most likely with you for sure. And every game matters. And you got to lead in the NFC South. And you can get some separation and... Roll off a couple wins here, and it ugh, just completely blew up on them. It was brutal. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, did you watch any college football? How about the Alabama-Tennessee oh, game? It was, was a any great good? weekend of college football. Oh, my God. I couldn't leave. You know, I had a late flight, and... I was glad that my flight it was on time, but it was kind of slow unloading. It was a Southwest flight. So we're all huddled around Rumfish Bar and Grill in the Southwest Terminal. <laughs> and and the game's on. And, I mean, ro- everybody's rooting against Alabama, by the way. No mm-hmm. surprise. But uh, what a ball game. What was it? 50 points scored on both sides almost? Incredible. Incredible game. That was incredible. USC, wins it. Uh, USC Utah was incredible. That was nuts. Yeah, another was, hundred points. That was a fantastic game. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was a great. It was a great weekend of college football. Your Michigan Wolverines did Penn State handily. Yeah, they that, that second half they dominated. That Even the first, I was really it was a two minute stretch in the first half was all basically yeah. Penn State scored. They had a yeah, touchdown. They true. got a pick six right after that. It was cheap. Yeah. Um, there were some. There were some. Good Florida State came games. back on Clemson. I mean, well, the did, game wasn't they, quite that close as the score was, but it was still a fourteen-point game. I mean, no, they made it seven, but 
but but they they kept playing. Like mm-hmm. give them credit, right? I hate the old well. We used to we kept fighting. Yeah, say that about US, US, USF again after going down to Tulane. But look, you I mean, know, you're that, playing you're playing number four Clemson. I mean that's that's part of building the program back. I mean Florida State's yeah, better than they've be been, it. but but even though you got down to Clemson, you fought back. Yeah, you hung in there with them. You didn't yeah. embarrass yourself. Yeah. No. TCU Oklahoma State was great. That was good. I mean, there was, there so was Clemson's just... going to run the table. Alabama could still get back in it if they win the SEC and don't lose. But some slim margins of errors. It's starting to show up. It's starting to. Paul Feinbaum brought up the uh, the possibility of an all SEC college football playoff. Well, because you got you team... got four of the top seven are SEC schools. And then that team, what? You got Georgia, Where's... Tennessee, Alabama, and Ole Miss. Yeah, so if you had a tournament, are they just champions of the world, or do they qualify for something? Well, I mean, he's just saying, look, if Clemson can lose somewhere along the way. Right. And Michigan, Ohio State, you know. Just figure out who the best team is. One the beats the other, and then if you lose in the Big Ten championship game, could you put four SEC schools in? Look, I, I thought it was impressive what LSU did to Florida. Mm-hmm. You know. And it's unfortunate Florida State lost to Clemson, but what LSU did. Brian Kelly's doing a good job there in his first year. I know he's not liked by many, but he's done a great job. Don't tell me they don't miss him at Notre Dame. Have you seen that team lately? Goodness, they're bad. Notre Dame is not not going well. But college football, man, those games were exciting. That Tennessee game. Tennessee, when when they got it going, it's fun. Tons Tons of fans. Game day was there. It was terrific. So, yeah, I enjoyed college football. We'll get into the baseball playoffs one day. I'll tell you what, what's wrong with that. The format's wrong. So let me get this straight. So three 100-yard, 100-win teams, three of the best teams in baseball history, might be might be rolled in the first round. No, they were in the National League. I know. Mets, Braves, and Dodgers all gone. Yeah. 86 or 87, 89 so, win I mean, teams. There's a problem with yeah. the format if you're not going to reward regular season success. No, are they not rewarding it, or are they not, or did they not perform? I mean, well, I just think the two out of three, you know, like, well, but the Braves and Dodgers, they survived that. They, they got to buy the first round. I mean, isn't that rewarding them? It is. It is to a degree. I guess it is to a degree. But it just seems to me like there might be a format problem if all your best teams lose. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm well, we'll see. The, the Yankees uh, force game five. That'll be, right. to, uh, I think, tonight. What a year to be in Philadelphia. The Phillies come out of nowhere. They're doing well. The Eagles, mm-hmm. undefeated team as we do this podcast, going up against Dallas. Yeah, they're gonna, it looks like they're, gonna, they're up nine with 420 to play in this game. Yeah, it's pretty much over. Cooper Rush will get his first loss, if so. <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> Jerry, I swear, just didn't want to mess with the karma, man. You can see that coming so many ways. Like, what? Well, I, I don't think he can spin it. When he can spin it, then we're going to play Dak. And he's close, but we're not going to rush him. I didn't mean that as a pun, but Cooper Rush is our quarterback. And, you know, I just think they didn't, like, he was on a win streak. He hadn't thrown a pick. Now he's thrown three <laughs> or whatever. And I just think they didn't want to mess, mess with, with, you know, with the karma, man. They were doing well. But now that he's lost or is going to lose, it appears, nah, it's really time for Deck. 
That that NFC East is wild, man. The Giants, mm-hmm. the Eagles. Yeah, who would have thought that would be maybe the toughest? The, both East, the AFC East and the NFC East. Yeah, by far yeah. the best division so far in football. Yeah, we talked about the big win that Atlanta had in San Francisco. Yeah, the Drew West nice. divisions who we thought were great, turning out yeah. not to be so. Maybe not. Yeah. I mean the AFC, or the NFC West. No teams better than three. I think three of them are three and three. Right. And then uh, Arizona's two and four. The AFC West. We got Kansas City's four and two. Chargers are three and two. Denver's mm-hmm. two and three. The Raiders one and four. The Raiders. Yep. Well, as Thomas said, there's a lot of bad football being played. He didn't say it that way, but that's what he meant. And most, a lot of it's being played right here. And I don't know what his level of patience is, nor should it be very patient with what's going on. I don't know if they're going to make changes. We'll talk to Todd Bowles later today at uh, his usual press conference at 1230. I'm going to be on my way back, making my way back from beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I've spent the better part of my time at the Hampton Inn (laughs) at the airport. I'm telling you, there's no hotels, man. This is crazy. It's been nuts up here. But uh, it was a gorgeous weekend. If nothing else, the weather was perfect for football. I don't know who would want to play in that weather. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah, give it a month. It won't be. I know. The leaves are changing, but they're still on the trees. They won't be in a couple weeks. They'll be on the ground with the rest of the snow. Just a reminder, uh, let's uh, give our folks at May Electric Solar a call if you want to save money on your electric bill. Family-owned business, been in business 12 years, locally owned. they got a big display room in Hudson. Uh, they use all their own contractors. You can start saving today and call the energy experts at May Electric, 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate and lower your electric bill. May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. The Bucks have lost. They are 3-3. Three and three. Lots to discuss with Todd Bowles later today. Keep it right here. We'll be back tomorrow on Sports Day Tampa Bay. 